Hello. Hi. I'm Lindsay. I'm Brianna. And this is Gone Gone with with the the Windies. Thank you so much for joining us on this lovely day, whatever day you're listening to it. For us, it's Saturday, January 30th at 4.39 p.m. So we'll see how this goes. I feel like our afternoon recordings are interesting because we're tired. We're, um, I think we have some pretty relaxed energy today. Yeah. Relaxed, I think it's we'll relaxed. Say. It's not like hype by any means, mm-hmm. but I feel like we're both in a chill mindset when you first started talking and you said thank you for joining us i thought you were talking to me and i was gonna be like oh you're welcome of course happy to be on time and answer your facetime call and no yeah thank you for joining me brianna yeah anytime i mean anytime we schedule it and have our microphones ready and everything yeah yeah it really means a lot to me Mm -hmm. um oh boy well oh my gosh well oh my gosh Okay, context. Okay. Lindsay and I haven't talked actually for like a few weeks over FaceTime or like like talk talk, you know? We've texted. She sent the occasional TikTok. We've had the occasional yeah. laugh. Um but we haven't really uh debriefed any. So No, we haven't. So uh, I'm going to give Brianna the floor. Um well, I want you to give me a recap of your past couple weeks. Um, okay. Your favorite thing you did, your least favorite thing you did. Okay. Maybe the best part about work recently. <laughs> okay. 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 So, first thing you wanted me to share was the most exciting thing that's happened to me in the past few weeks. That is probably that I was able to visit our cousin Haley down in Durham, North Carolina. Um, she's about to start work in the ICUs in Duke Hospital, which is crazy. Um, we're super excited for her, but obviously that means she's going to be working with COVID patients, so we're not going to be able to see her probably for a good long while. So it was really nice to see her. At the time I was visiting, she was fostering a dog. Um, she ended up actually giving that dog to a family or. I should say a family adopted her in the time that I was there, but it was really sweet to get to know her. And I've never lived with a dog before. So it was really interesting to just kind of see day-to-day life with a dog in the picture. And she was such a sweet thing though. She was so calm. I mean, she would get excited about food and like being pet, but for the most part, she could chill out and she would watch TV with us. Like she would actually watch the TV. We watched um, (laughs) Little Women, the one that came out last year and she had her gaze transfixed on the screen for a good, like, five minutes. It was really impressive. And apparently she would do that with some other shows that Haley watched. So that was the most exciting thing that happened to me in the past few weeks. Um, it was also really nice to just have that long drive to myself because I do really treasure alone time. And I was able to go through an entire podcast, which is awesome. Like, like a whole season of a podcast that came out recently hmm Yeah, Lindsay, I've been... What podcast? <laughs> Ooh, I've gotten a little obsessed with this show on HBO Max called Search Party, and they have mm-hmm. a companion podcast that goes along with the show, Ooh. and it's new, so I think they only have, like, 11 episodes, but basically it's... Um, Bowen Yang is the host of it. He's a writer and performer on SNL, and he also, like, does a lot of other podcast stuff. 
Um, Mm -hmm. He hosts it and then they have one like celebrity guest who's a fan of the show and then they have one person who has worked on the show or is an actor on the show. So you get a lot of interesting perspectives and they kind of just talk about like every episode has a theme that is kind of a theme of the show and they talk about how they've seen it in their own lives and just like how it plays out in the show and there are different characters and it was really interesting. So on my drive down to Durham, I just listened to like four hours of that podcast basically and I finished it and I was so excited because the the thing that I've never been able to really get about podcasts is like being a devoted loyal fan of a podcast because there's just so many episodes and it freaks me out um so I end up just like not really listening to them because I want to be all in if I'm listening which is silly but yeah but you get it right I feel like Yeah, I struggle with that, too. But at the same time, like, I've kind of come to just, like, I don't know if, like, just live more in the moment is the right phrase because that sounds dumb. But, like, just kind of accept what I want to do. And, like, if there's an episode of a podcast I'm, like, not as interested in, I'm like, oh, I don't have to listen to that. Mm. And so I just don't. But I know where you're coming from because I'm the same way. Like, if it's a podcast that I'm following, I want to, like, check off all the boxes and listen to all their episodes and, like, stay up to date. But with a lot of them, like, you don't really have to because they're not all related to each other. Mm -hmm. So if, like, you skip an episode because you're not as interested, like, it doesn't really matter. So, yeah, I've had to work on that and, like, adopt a different mindset when it comes to podcasts. But I know exactly what you mean. So I totally get that it's, like, nice for you to just, like, have finished the whole thing and, like, be up to date and ready to listen when the next one comes out so I totally get that I just like the feeling but um anyways that's the most exciting thing that's happened to me recently um what I've enjoyed the most about work honestly I've just really been loving my job I feel like I'm at a place where I feel like I'm really good at it and I enjoy it actually when I'm doing it and um I don't know I'm just like pretty happy with it and I'm in the process of applying for a full-time job with the position but with not with the position with the company (laughs) and I don't know I just feel like I feel settled and I feel good about it um so yeah that's just been the best part of work recently that's really exciting I'm really happy to hear that I know it's been not always exactly what you thought it was going to be in some ways so I'm glad to hear that you're enjoying it yeah me too I mean not everyone gets to say that and I know at the end of the day a job is a job and it's a job but yeah yeah anyways Being able to have that mindset is really important though yeah yeah like I don't want my job to be everything about me because that's silly <laughs> but um I just talked for like five minutes Lindsay tell me I have not talked to you babe what what's new what's happening yeah well I'm back in Blacksburg as of like three weeks ago I went the day I got back to the central office of the county that I'll be student teaching in Mm -hmm. and got my background check done. And then the next day we had a meeting for student teaching, um, just like an orientation meeting. Mm -hmm. And the next few days was just kind of chilling, relaxing, just waiting for the semester to start. And then the way this semester works for us is we have a week long, they call it like a boot camp Mm -hmm. for to get one of our classes done. So I got, I was on, I was taking a class from nine to five every day for a full week. Um, and that counted as three credit hours for the semester so that we don't have like too much to be overloaded with when we're actually in the school student teaching. And so that was a really, it was a really cool class. It was about being culturally responsive and 
like behavior management and all those things, which is something I feel like we haven't had a lot of courses about yet. So it was really cool to read just text about it and try and understand better how you can manage a classroom in terms of like behavior and discipline because that's something I'm kind of scared about and it's definitely a very big chunk of teaching and so Mm. yeah that was just I was really glad that we had that course and it was really nice that it was condensed because I feel like when I go through a semester and have one reading a week I kind of just like it goes in one ear and out the other once I do my assignment but having it all in one week um really made it more soak inable there's not I cannot think of a word for that but (laughs) I feel like I was able to soak up the information like a sponge and actually apply it like now that I'm in the schools so yeah that was good and then I started student teaching actually this past Wednesday which was January 27th so um yeah that was my first day in the schools the way that the county I'm in works right now because of COVID is Monday and Tuesday they have students and Thursday Friday they have students Mm -hmm. but Wednesday is just a teacher work day and like a deep cleaning day And in the upper grades, they also have, well, I guess I think maybe it's all grades for the county that I'm in, but they have AM and PM groups of students. So I'll only be with nine to 11 students at a time because the morning group is separate from the PM group. Um, But yeah, so Wednesday I went in, met the teacher. She's really awesome. I'm really excited to work with her. I'm in a third grade classroom. I don't know if I said that already, which is an exciting grade to work with. I can't wait. Um, And then Thursday, my second day, was a snow day. So I didn't actually have to go in that day. And right now we don't have any lessons I can even write or anything to prepare because we just started. So I kind of just relaxed. I did a little bit of work on my portfolio, which is my like non-thesis because we don't do a thesis in this program. So yes. And then Friday was a two-hour delay. So the morning kids didn't go in, but the PM kids did. So I got to meet the PM kids. I still have not met the AM kids. And it's supposed to snow tonight and tomorrow, so I might not even be there on Monday. But (laughs) anyway, all that to say, it's been kind of a crazy, hectic first week. Um, Definitely not normal by any means. My teacher was saying that a bunch. She was like, this is not what it normally looks like because she was a little scatterbrained, but Mm -hmm. still much more organized than a lot of people. But I can just tell she's very on top of it and type A on it. And so I could tell that she was a little bit frazzled by how irregular everything was this week. But Mm -hmm. anyway, yeah, no, it still ended up really good. I learned a lot already and I'm super excited to work with the kids and I'm just feeling much more prepared and capable. It's very daunting to hear that you're going to just take over a subject area. Like I'm just going to start like in two weeks and just take over math and just teach math for the next eight weeks. And that's kind of scary. And I have to write lesson plans every single day for it. Mm -hmm. So it's just, it's going to be a lot, but I don't know. I just feel like with my teacher that I'm working with and my university mentor and all my support system and friends and everything, I just feel much more capable and like, I know it will all work out, which is exciting to feel that way because I don't always feel that way. That's so yeah, good. Yeah, sorry. I just talked for like five minutes, but no. <laughs> yeah, that's my little update. I started student teaching, which is crazy. Oh, to be a third grader being taught math by Lindsay Windhausen. Miss Windhausen. Miss yeah, Windhausen. it was super that's weird all I because want in the world. my CT was saying that CT is cooperating teacher, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, she, we were doing our morning meeting on Friday, and she was like, "Oh, like I'm so excited to introduce Miss um, Windhausen," and I was like. Because ah, I've never gone by Miss Windhausen before. I've always been Miss Lindsay. Mm-hmm. And even last semester, because I was in preschool, even though I was a field like intern, I 
went by Miss Lindsay because they were four years old. Yeah. And so it's just so weird to hear Miss Windhausen and think that's like, that's going to be what <laughs> my kids call me next year when I'm a teacher. It's so yeah. weird to think about. Oh my gosh. Oof. That's weird. Yeah. That's weird. I don't think anyone's ever Amazing. called me Miss Windhausen. <laughs> I'd be like, who? I don't know her. What? <laughs> I, I've never yeah. seen her in my life. Wow. That's crazy. Yep. You got any big plans for the next two weeks? Me? No. Yeah. <laughs> no, nothing. No, truly. I think I'm probably going to be staying in a lot. And actually, I want to bake Claire Saffitz's coffee cake. Did you watch that new video that she put up? Um, That looks so good. It does look good. Revolutionary to make a coffee cake that actually t- is flavored with coffee. Why? I always thought coffee cake was coffee flavored cake. Yeah. And then like fairly recently I was like, oh, it's cake for to go with your coffee. For to go with your coffee. Yes. But then she made a coffee flavored coffee cake. Yeah. Isn't that wild? I just love it. But then I'm like, ugh, I have to go get instant coffee. That's kind of annoying. But. I mean. Actually, we have a little packet. Maybe that'll be enough. Anyways. That's my only plan for the next few weeks is to make that. And that's exciting. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> well, since you brought up the topic of food, mm-hmm. yesterday I made roasted cauliflower enchiladas. Oh. And they are fire. Ooh. I made them in August one time or October when I was at school. Mm-hmm. And it just makes such a big batch of them. And it's pretty cheap ingredients. The only like fancy ingredient you need is queso fresco, mm-hmm. which is a few bucks. But oh my gosh, they're so good. The little sauce, like the, it's like a white sauce enchiladas. Mm-hmm. And so the sauce is just like sour cream and veggie broth and onions and poblano. Like you roast a poblano pepper and put it in there. Ooh. And they're just... They're really just next level. Like, the flavor is just so good, and they're so filling, and, like, you feel good because you're getting your veggies in, too. It's cauliflower, and there's some corn in there, so that's very exciting. I also got ingredients to make, like, kale salad, so I'm going to make a little kale salad with some sweet potatoes and roasted chickpeas and quinoa and just a bunch of stuff. Nice. So that's what I'm going to do later tonight so I can have, like, two meal prep options to pick between. Amazing. That's really awesome. So exciting. (laughs) Yeah. What have you been eating? Anything uh, fun? I made a butternut squash soup. Like <gasps> at the beginning of this week. Yeah. It was like butternut squash curry soup. So mm. it had some curry paste and coconut milk. It was pretty good. I had it for lunch like every day and I made biscuits too. Yeah. So I should make butternut squash soup. I tried to make it last semester. I tried to make a butternut squash pasta sauce recipe. Mm-hmm. And it was really hard because I didn't have an immersion blender. I just had to use my little Vitamix or like the new, not Vitamix. Those are expensive. Nutribullet. Mm. And I had to do it in so many batches and it was just such a process. But if I had the immersion blender, it would be a very quick like blitz, blitz, blitz done. Yeah. So I need to experiment more with soups because those make big amounts too. And they're not super expensive normally for the ingredients. Yeah. 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 I even used like frozen butternut squash that we've had for months. Yeah. It was super yeah, easy. that's super nice. And then I think... I probably had it for like four meals after I had made it originally. So Yeah. That's super nice. Yeah. Very exciting. Can we do our New Year's resolution check-in? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. We not? No, we can. <laughs> Let's go for it. Okay. Tell me. Uh it 
I had a few good days recently where I did wake up with my alarm. Um, and then I went to visit Haley. So then that didn't happen for a few days. Yeah. And then I did yesterday. I didn't today. It's okay. a lot of back and forth. It's a lot of back and forth. It's okay. a lot of, you know, I think I just need to be better at looking at what time I'm setting my alarm to before I go to bed because yeah. that should really change depending on when I'm going to bed. But, you know, other than that, I, I'd say I'm proud of myself for the the times that it has worked out. And I do really enjoy having that time in the morning. It's nice. As yeah. far as my Billy Joel goal, I haven't really been listening to Billy Joel. <laughs> I've been okay. weirdly obsessed with Spanish music. I think I've told Lindsay. I sent you that playlist. I, I don't care if you didn't listen to it. You probably didn't listen to it. But my friend Hodger sent me this song in Spanish, and it's literally exactly like the kind of music that I listen to, except in Spanish. So then it made like the playlist radio based on that song, and I've just been listening to that playlist, and it's so good, and I'm obsessed with it. So I took a little break from Billy, and I explored Spanish indie music, and I really liked it. I can't wait. You need to start taking notes of all your, like, hyperfixations music-wise this year because I feel like you have phases. Oh, yeah. Like, (laughs) so it'll be (laughs) funny to see how much, like, you change just based on what you're, like, randomly into at the moment. Yeah, definitely. No, I'm proud of you for the alarm thing. Just, like, personally, if I make a goal and I don't reach it, like, once, Mm -hmm. so say it's, like, a daily goal and then I don't reach it once, I just, like, give up because at that point... It's like my perfectionistic tendencies. Like I'm like, oh, well, I'm not perfect at this goal. So it doesn't matter anymore. And I just stop. Uh So that's like super nice to hear. Like you're you mess up like some days, like obviously because you're human. But at the same time, you're still doing it sometimes. So I feel like as long as you keep it in your mind, like hopefully you can gradually just grow to be make it more of a habit. Yeah, absolutely. What about you? I'm proud of you. Well, actually, I've kind of been killing it in <laughs> oh, terms okay. of journaling. No, but here's the thing. So What's the thing? my strategy like totally worked. My strategy of having my goal be three times a week mm-hmm. and then hopefully I was I don't know if I ever said it out loud, but I was hoping that I would do it three times a week and then just kind of get sort of in a rhythm with it and yeah. then end up doing it more than three times a week. And so hopefully it would become a daily practice. Right. But if it didn't, I would have still met my goal and I would still be proud of myself for implementing this really awesome new habit yeah basically and so for the first couple weeks it was rough it was a lot like I'm keeping track of it in my bullet journal Mm -hmm. of the days I just like put a little I have a bunch of circles and I just like color in the circles for the days I did so the Mm -hmm. first three weeks it was like Thursday Friday Saturday but then I do it on Sunday so like the beginning of the week I'd have one and then I'd do it on like Friday and Saturday but for like the past week ish I had journaled Literally, like, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then Sunday. I didn't on Monday, but then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday I did. So today, actually, I have not yet, but I hopefully will remember to later. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. So I think it's kind of working because I'm, I'm not giving up on it because I'm still meeting my three times a week goal. Yeah. And then it is sort of just becoming more of a habit. And I'm finding myself – I'm better at it now. Like, I'm better at just – I basically just brain dump like anything that's in my head. I just put it on the paper Mm -hmm. and I think that's really helping me because I have a lot of thoughts that like clog up my head sometimes. Yeah. And so it just helps to like just put them on paper. And even if it's like one page, I've been doing pretty short entries, just a page, but it's still just been helping me like every night 
or sometimes I'll wake up in the morning and just be like, what I want to do today is this, 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 and this, and this, just so I'm not thinking about it over and over again. And I have it on paper and I'm like, okay, if I forget, I can reference it. I don't have to keep cycling it through my head all day. So yeah, yeah, it's been helping. I think my strategy worked. It's interesting that I have like gotten to know myself better, I feel like in the past year. And it's helped me to create goals that are actually realistic and attainable. Oh, wow. That being said, I haven't really been doing the like proud of myself and like grateful for every single day. I do sometimes I remember, but that one just because I wasn't super into it anyway, it was more of like a, eh, I hope I do this. If not, it's not a big deal. Yeah. Um, but if I get into journal daily, journal dailying, <laughs> daily journaling, <laughs> hopefully I can remember and just incorporate a sentence at the end, what mm-hmm. I'm grateful for, what I'm proud of myself for doing. So yeah, it can all kind of like tie together mm-hmm. at some point, but yeah. Oh. Wow, so, I'm proud of you. Shockingly. You're kind of a queen. Yeah. I don't know, you know, kind of. Sometimes. Sometimes. Sometimes kind of, a little bit, maybe. Yeah. And it, for my reading goal of like having it be more relaxing, I did read my book the other day. I'm still reading Crazy Rich Asians. I have not finished it. It's I'm a still long like halfway book, through. You know? It's pretty long, and I just haven't really been reading it as much. But yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm still, I'm like reading it and not feeling pressured to. I'm just yes, reading it for fun. Yes, so. queen. Very exciting. I love that. I love that so much. It's the year of bettering myself. Oh, yes. Yes, it is. 2021. Are you still watching Search Party? Uh, I finished it. Or is it done? Oh, okay. Yeah, season four already ended. It started, they released episodes in like three episode spurts starting on January 14th. So, um, and then this past week they released four. So that was it. That was the season finale. So I actually watched it last night and I was... Lily, Lily and I would start it at the same time then we would text each other while we were watching it it was so fun That's to funny. be able to watch it with someone else oh my gosh Lindsay it's so good it's like it, I don't even know how it's so good <laughs> that's cute yeah how far are you with Gilmore Girls I haven't really been watching it a ton recently because my roommates and I have been watching Friends, like, in the living room. Mm -hmm. So I haven't really had a ton of time where I'm just, like, watching my own show. True. But I'm about halfway through season seven. And that's the last (gasps) season. So I'm, like, halfway. I know. A few more episodes and I'll be done. Oh, that's crazy. But on my list of things to watch is Bridgerton and the Queen's Gambit. Because I haven't seen either of those yet still. I haven't seen Bridgerton. I honestly don't know if I would like it. Why? Well, it's like a period piece, but it's like it's like a different kind of period piece than the ones that I enjoy. Because it's gotcha. like, I've also heard that it's kind of like cheesy, which mm. I mean, you could argue that they all are, but like, no, yeah. some of them, they're, they're classy. They're, they're cool. Totally. I tell myself. Um, I don't know. I think you would really like yeah. the Queen's Gambit, though. The Queen's Gambit is like just solidly good. Yeah. Yeah. So I've heard. And those wouldn't be too much commitment either because they're like a season, right? Like yeah. the book just came out. Yeah. yeah. Good Definitely to hear. Definitely not a huge commitment. But also yeah. you could easily finish Search Party <laughs> in like a week. Yeah. True. They're short episodes. That's what you did. That is what I did. <laughs> and I what about would books? recommend it. What about what? Books. Books. Tell me about your books. Still reading the same books that I've been reading for a few months. I'm almost done with home nice. going. I have like... Probably if I sat down for like an hour, I could finish it. Um, yeah. Or even less. I don't know. And I'm still reading Prayer in the Night, that book that I was technically on like the launch team for. I just got mm-hmm. my like, 
actual physical copy in the mail. So I'm oh actually excited to read that because sometimes you just need a break from the Kindle. Yeah. And it like the version that I got, it was like a PDF that I sent to my Kindle. So sometimes the formatting is a little weird and I don't like, oh, that just frustrates me. I hate, like, I just need something to be formatted well. I just yeah. need there to not be spaces where there shouldn't be spaces, you know? So anyways. No, yeah, that, I'm sure that's annoying with like reading a book all the way through. Yeah, I had to read also a book for a class called A Chance in the World. And it was about this kid in foster care and how he like makes a life for himself, basically. Mm-hmm. But that's a really good book. I think I got it free on Amazon. So if anyone listening has Amazon, you can download A Chance in the World by Steve Pemberton, I think is his name. Hmm on amazon and yeah it's download it like pdf on kindle like the kindle app on my computer oh cool it just went straight there from amazon the guy that wrote it is really cool um my one of my professors like met him or something but he just seems like he's got a really neat perspective on life but just it's very it's like really sad at the beginning because it's about his experience in foster care and it wasn't a good experience but Mm -hmm. it's like very eye-opening and yeah cool it was a cool book I'm glad but you yeah, read that. So I've read that as well recently. But yeah. All right. Well, now that it's been 25 minutes of intro, <laughs> should we yes. get into our topic for the day? Okay. So we should. We did exactly what we said we would do, though, and we filled up as much time as we possibly could with our intro because this topic scares us and it's hard to talk about and we also don't know how much we have to say about it. Yeah. Yeah. So... That being said, today's episode is going to be about grief and our experiences and, I guess, opinions, because I don't, nothing is really factual when it comes to grief, but yeah, yeah, I don't know, just our experiences in the past year with grief. Mm -hmm. Our grandmother passed away a year ago, February February 7th, 06th. So, yes, this episode is personal to us and we're releasing it now because our grandmother passed away February 6th of 2020 after spending almost a year fighting brain cancer. So she was very near and dear to us. And if you know us, you know that we helped her, mostly Brianna and Haley and our mom, but helped her through those few months um, and took care of her and everything. And so just really hard to see her go, but kind of just, we're just going to talk about how we dealt with it over the past year, how it impacted us, etc. Yeah. But yeah. (laughs) You know how they say there's like those stages of grief, like denial. Do you know all of them? No. Uh, Denial, denial. anger, acceptance. No, no, no. There's like bargaining somewhere in there. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I was just going to ask you if you feel like you ever experienced denial because I think that with – I think it's just so different case to case because we knew she was going to die. Like – we knew the diagnosis was that way. So I feel like maybe there was an initial denial when we first got that news. But like with cancer, especially bad cancer, I feel like denial isn't always a part of it, depending on the person, obviously. But I feel like you and I didn't really have denial. No, I didn't. And I think like you were saying, because it was so coming, like we all knew it was going to happen. It was kind of just a question of when. Um, And so when it happened, I kind of feel like, and this is something I just realized, but we can also talk about. Mm-hmm. We started the grieving process the moment we found out she had a terminal yeah. cancer. Yeah. Um, and so in a way that was helpful because when it actually came, it wasn't 
this shocking, crazy thing. And we had kind of already, at least I had kind of started to come to terms with it. And Mm -hmm. yeah, so I kind of feel like, yeah, I don't know. The stages of grief, it's not just like they, as soon as they pass away, these things happen. Like, I feel like when we first found that out, I was like, no, like she could survive. Like, we don't know. Like not every person dies from this. Like, Mm -hmm. um, and kind of just hoping for a miracle almost, even though I knew it wasn't realistic. And so I wasn't banking on that, but yeah. Yeah. So I think in a way I did, but not openly and not when she passed away. It was way before she passed away. Yeah. So, yeah, in that way, I just don't really feel like I experienced denial in the same way that it would be expected. Mm -hmm. But that kind of speaks to one of my points I was going to make is that grief is different for everyone. Yeah. And while there are, like, stages of grief, um, I feel like everyone copes with it in different ways. Everyone goes through it in different ways. And I don't – I think it's kind of hard to boil it down to just those five things because, Mm -hmm. again, every person is different and experiences – like, everyone's relationship with the person that has passed away has been different. So it just – yeah. I don't know. What did it look like for you the first few weeks? Because that was, like, your birthday was coming up and I don't know. I mean, personally – It was really hard and weird for me because I was at school. Mm -hmm. And so when I'm at school four hours away, I never see her anyway. Yeah. So it was kind of like not really. Also, it started to be COVID. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So it was like a month and it was hard. But at the same time, I wouldn't have seen her anyway. Mm -hmm. So that was another thing I wanted to talk about is like with grandparents, (laughs) I feel like it gets hard when it's something that you would have been with them for and they're not there. Yeah. Versus, like, you, it'd be weird if I, like, don't text you for, like, a week. Mm -hmm. Like, that would hit me really hard and be really weird. But for Nana and Pop-Pop, I wasn't texting them that much or calling them that much. And so, like, not seeing them for a couple weeks wasn't super out of the ordinary. Mm -hmm. And it just didn't feel that different. And same thing when our other grandpa passed away, our dad's father, when I was a junior in high school... He lived, they lived in Florida. And so we never saw them unless we went to Florida anyway. So it was kind of a weird grieving process because it didn't feel like anything had changed. But I knew that things had changed, but it didn't feel like it. And I hadn't physically experienced that change until we went and visited her and he was gone. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I feel like when someone passes away that you don't see like daily or often or scheduled times, it's like harder. Like for me, the hardest thing was Christmas because... Yeah. For Easter, we wouldn't have seen her anyway because of COVID. And November, Thanksgiving, may not have seen her anyway. Um, but Christmas was just like, that was when it hit me hard because I was like, we we go to her house every single year for Christmas. And so that was the time when it was like, oh, she's like, she's gone. Yeah. And same with our grandpa who passed away in October. Um, same thing with him. Like, it was just very weird and it was a very big shift in our family because that's something we always did. Every single Thanksgiving, Christmas, we saw them because they live so close to us. Mm-hmm. So that was, like, the biggest shift, I think, for me. But, yeah. Yeah. I think it was different for me just because I had been seeing her. But it was also, yeah. I mean, so different because she, like, hadn't really been cognizant for the last, like, few months. So... I don't know. It was weird because I think I was really afraid of like forgetting her. And so the first few months, I really wanted to just like watch all the videos that I had of her and like go through pictures. And I was like really obsessive about 
scanning a bunch of pictures of her for the memorial service and like doing all these things. And I think I was just like really afraid of forgetting her. And I don't think that I have, but I think it really sucks. Like just like not being able to always remember exactly what she was like. Um, Another thing that's been weird for me is like having dreams where she's in them because yeah, I definitely thought that that would feel comforting, but it doesn't because I know it's not her. Even when I'm in the dream, like I can recognize that it's not her. I can recognize that it's my brain's fabrication of her and it doesn't yeah. feel like her. And it's like, that's been so weird. It's it's just funny because it's like the complete opposite of how I thought I would feel about that. Yeah. And I hate it. And yeah. I was so mad because there was like a month where every single night she would be in my dream. And I was so annoyed. <laughs> every morning I'd be like, ugh, I just hate it. Like, I just wish it was her for real. Yeah. No, I know. Yeah. That doesn't yeah, really happen as weird. much anymore. But it was yeah. weird for like the first few months. Yeah. Very hard and just like yeah different experiences for everyone yeah i wrote down some notes but i think i've probably already talked about most of them yeah i basically talked about everything i said the only thing i haven't talked about yet is that you kind of have to acknowledge what happened which is like the stage of grief like acceptance but Mm -hmm. for me like it was kind of hard to start grieving like until the funeral because i was at school and so i wouldn't like i was here for a month before i went down to the funeral so like that's why i cried so much at the funeral because i hadn't really like, it didn't really settle in, and I wasn't denying it. It mm-hmm. was just, like, I was just in no man's land. I was like, oh, like, she's passed away. And, like, the day that I heard, it was really hard, and a couple of days after. But then for, like, a month, I just kind of didn't really think about it a ton because it wasn't impacting my life, like, directly, and I was so busy with all my school and everything. And so when I got home for the funeral, it was, like, a lot, and it hit really hard, and I was like, oh, okay, But then once I, like, acknowledged what happened and, like, it was, like, presented to me (laughs) via a funeral, (laughs) it was, like, okay. And, like, I kind of could, like, accept it and, like, build up from there Mm. and, like, recognize what happened and not just ignore it and just be oblivious, basically, even if it was unintentional. Yeah. But, yeah. (laughs) I'm really glad that it had that function for you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, (laughs) do you have anything else? This was a really short conversation, Um... but... I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Have much Maybe else we should talk say. about just like what we loved about her. I will cry. If we okay, do that. cool. We I don't, don't have to do that. do that. I don't know. I don't really have that much else. I guess another thing we could talk about is like how not only does it do you process it differently, like from person to person, but like also you won't process it in the same way with different people you lose. Oh, yeah. Is, like, I I don't know why. I just, like, didn't think about grief, obviously, until I had to, like, deal with it. And yeah, it's, yeah, it's just very different for the different people that you lose. Yeah. And again, like, the unexpected versus expected mm-hmm. death, like, it was just a very different process, I feel like, because, like, with her again, like, we knew it was coming for months and months and months, and we watched her kind of like deteriorate and like kind of become a different person which was just really hard on its own but again like we kind of started to come to terms with it at least I did and so when she finally passed away it was like okay like she's in a better place now she was in a lot of pain and a lot of suffering and now she's not and so it was kind of easier to accept almost whereas and she was older too she was like 82 right yeah so by the time 
like she had lived a life you yeah. know it's not like a very young person who's in like a freak accident or something like right which yeah. again is like a very different situation and like you would grieve differently for that type of situation too but mm-hmm. yeah I don't know it was just interesting and definitely my grief process started like way before she even had passed away versus our grandpa who passed away this past October and that was very unexpected um I didn't even get to see him from the time that they found out that something was wrong to the time that he passed away and so that was just like weird for me because I didn't know it was coming and all of a sudden he was gone and now and I wasn't as close with him as our grandma but still obviously like he was my grandpa (laughs) so yeah, that was just a different process as well because it was so unexpected and we, I mean, he was older as well, but just different situation. Hmm. That's interesting because it kind of was expected for me. Like I, I don't know, that one didn't hit me because I kind of knew that like his health was not as great as he would <laughs> claim it to be. <laughs> yeah. um, oh, what a funny guy, but I don't know. I guess I don't have anything, like, super wise to add to that, but, yeah. (laughs) How dare you? How dare I? Well. (laughs) (laughs) Well. I kind of feel like that's solid. (laughs) Yeah. We said our piece, and grief continues. (laughs) Yeah. It do. Yeah. And I feel like it's, like, a lifelong process, almost. Like, Mm -hmm. you're never going to fully forget or be over or be okay with the fact that someone you love dearly has gone like and you're just never going to see them again like that's not something that you can just be like okay cool bye yeah (laughs) like it's not how it works so yeah lifelong process but I mean it's part of life Mm -hmm. (laughs) so has to happen sometime it's cool that we can talk about it yeah in front of the whole (laughs) world well Mm-hmm. yeah the whole world our podcast is so big <laughs> our our audience reach is actually like kind of crazy like oceans away yeah. i think we have a listener from scotland who i don't know have you ever looked at our stats on anchor though yeah have so- i think it's people that it's people that accidentally click on it once that's oh, what i assume that's i don't true. think it's people that listen to us weekly that's ridiculous <laughs> you never know Hey, if you're from Ireland or Scotland and you're listening right now, please DM us and tell us how the heck you found this podcast. We would love yeah, to Yeah, please know. let us know. And what keeps you coming back? Oh my gosh, no one. <laughs> <Nothing>. <laughs> all right. Well, I think that's all for this week's episode. Um, I hope you enjoyed slash appreciated the content of us being vulnerable. Ha <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah, I think that's it. Next week's will be much more uplifting. Mm. Um, I'm not going to expose it. It's a really, really good one. So (laughs) seriously, make sure to tune in. Um, I'm scared. Oh, yeah. yeah. I scared. Yeah. It'll lighten the mood for sure. It'll it'll put us in our place. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Well... Anyway, thank you so much for listening. Follow us on Instagram at Gone with the Windies. Send us a DM if you have any episode ideas or you're from Ireland or you just want to talk mm-hmm. or you have anything to say. Mm-hmm. Um, give us a rating and a review on the Apple Podcasting app so that we can reach new listeners from new countries. And I hope you're happily gone, gone with, with the, the Windies. windies.